0: Welcome into your daily source for the Cincinnati Reds throughout the offseason. This is the Locked On Reds Podcast, and I'm your host, Jeff Carr. Welcome into the Lockdown Reds podcast. Thank you guys so much for joining me today on today's show. We've got Doug Gray in and we're talking about something a little bit different. We're not going to look so much at postseason and what the Reds are going to do here in a moment. He had a great post over at Red Leg Nation. We're going to talk about that and really some shocking things that came from what his post talks about. So we're going to jump into that right now. I do, real quick though, make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast on all the podcasting platforms. Follow us on Twitter and make sure the Lockdown Reds line number in your phone at 513-549-0159. Now, brought to you by, thankfully for the postseason, brought to you by Vivid Seats. Download the Vivid Seats app and enter promo code POSTSEASON for a discount on your next ticket order. Make your next memory with Vivid Seats. Now, here's my chat with Doug Gray. Play ball! I've got Doug Gray in to talk with me, the man in charge of RedsMyLeagues.com, redlegnation.com, basically half of the internet. I mean, I'm pretty excited Doug, now that I learned how to control
1: today, half man? of the internet, so uh, let's go.
0: <laughs> now, that also does mean you have to monitor yeah, half of the internet's message boards, too. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 I would not want that job either. Um, what I wanted to talk to you about, and it's a post that's up at com. It went up just uh, today as we're recording. It's Thursday. And if you guys haven't checked it out, go over to com right now. And I believe it's the top story on the home screen. If not, it's the one about the juiced baseballs and that's what we're going to talk about because that was a big topic this season and I kind of hadn't really touched on it a whole lot because me myself all I had known is what I had read and I just wanted to get your perspective on it both in the regular season and now because it's kind of like you said hitters get used to the ball during the regular season I mean they see it 162 games some of them a little bit less than that but you know hundreds and hundreds of at bats and then you come to the playoffs and it's a completely different ball. Talk to me about the difference there because that well, definitely What's doesn't interesting, seem Jeff, cool. is that
1: you know, we knew that the baseball was juiced last year and the year before. And it's it was even more juiced this year. I mean, last year Major League Baseball announced that the triple A levels in the minor leagues were gonna get to use the Major League Baseball this season. And there were articles people were just trying to figure out like what's this gonna mean for triple a numbers like baseball america had a big thing last year and they're like you know we expect to see home runs skyrocket in triple a next year And sure enough they did left and right every team in triple a set a new franchise record for home (laughs) runs hit uh because they were using a very different baseball than they'd have been using the years before uh and it just turns out that this year the ball was doing even crazier things so the numbers really went crazy um but when the playoffs started this year, all of a sudden the baseball was not acting the same way that it was. Um, There have been, you know, quite a few different pieces of evidence that have come out. Uh, Rob Arthur did something at baseball prospectus where he looked at the drag coefficient on the baseball. um, And basically, you know, it's, it's not doing what it did during the regular season. The Cardinals manager, Mike Schilt, uh, he came out and said that according to their analytics team, the average baseball is flying about four and a half feet um, less than it was during the regular season. That means baseballs that are caught on the warning track in the postseason; those were home runs in the regular season. And that's just the average baseball, which you know, home runs and balls that land on the warning track aren't average. So those balls are actually traveling a let or even they're traveling more than four and a half feet fewer than they normally would have been. And I mean, it's really weird that. You know, baseball's basically saying you know this is the same batch of baseballs that we had all season which in theory is possible it's it's certainly possible that they randomly grabbed the one batch of baseballs that was completely different all year it's just not likely <laughs> um, you know Major League baseball owns Rawlings now they've owned Rawlings for a year and a half they control how the baseball is made They control all the processes. Like this isn't some like outsider that's messing with baseball. Major League Baseball owns the company that produces the ball. There was a story that you know I'm not entirely sure how reliable this source is, but it's it came from a guy uh, who he writes about and covers gambling, and this year. You can gamble in Major League Baseball for the first time ever. The day before the playoffs started, he tweeted out that the baseballs were going to be different in the playoffs than they were in the regular season. Turns out he was right. Well, he tweeted out something yesterday that was really interesting too. Apparently, according to him, he's got sources that said the casinos were told last year that the baseballs were going to be different in the playoffs this year. I I mean, I, I, again, I don't know how reliable this is, uh, but the, the guy has like 180,000 followers on Twitter. So it's not like he's just some nobody. He's clearly doing something that has people believing he's right in the gambling circles. Right. And he was definitely right that the ball was different before we actually started seeing the baseball being used. Um, We've got statistical evidence that the ball is different. We've got physical evidence that the ball is different. The ball has been deconstructed, and it's shown to be different. Um, I, I don't necessarily believe that Major League Baseball, quote-unquote, did it on purpose, although it seems that more and more there is evidence that says that maybe they did. Um, but if, if nothing else, it says that Major League Baseball has zero quality control over what's going on, and that's a problem. Now, as I wrote on Red Lake Nation, one of the big reasons it's a problem is teams are starting to build for next year. If they don't know what baseball they're going to be using, that can really alter what kind of player and team you want to build. If Let's take a guy like Jose Iglesias, who doesn't have much power, but hit for more power than he's ever hit for before. If you're going to get the same baseball as this year, you know, hey— Maybe Jose Iglesias can be a guy that you're going to give a major league contract to, because you figure, you know, he can hit 10 to 12 home runs playing most of the year. But if you go back to the old baseball and he's hitting four home runs again, it's a very different player. Whereas, you know, a guy like Giancarlo Stanton, that baseball's not really going to matter too much for him. Sure, he might gain, you know, three or four home runs, but most of his home runs aren't wall scrapers. Uh the new baseball versus the playoff baseball one of the reasons that it travels further or less is because of the way that the seams are. There's less drag on the baseball. That also affects how breaking pitches work. Um, I think that how you want to go about building your pitching staff would matter based on how the baseball is going to react. And right now, teams have no idea what baseball they're going to be getting. And yes, you know, Justin Verlander is going to be fine either way. Yeah, as we mentioned, Giancarlo Stanton's going to be fine either way. But what about those guys kind of at the bottom of the roster where, you know, what they do can drastically affect whether they can be okay or whether they're kind of that fringe average major leaguer? There's a lot of things going on there that you know baseball really needs to figure out. And right now everybody's just kind of throwing their hands up in the air saying, well, the baseball is different, but what are we going to get next year? And, I mean, right now it seems that nobody knows.
0: Holy cow, man, that is a lot to unpack, because I mean, it, it, I kind of had just a, a goofy initial thought of, well, you know, chicks dig the long ball, maybe MLB was just trying to appeal to a wider fan base, but at the same time, if there are casinos that know about this stuff, I mean, so what we're saying now is the mafia runs Major League Baseball, is that what I'm hearing?
1: I mean, I'm not not saying that, (laughs) but I'm also not going to say
0: that. But that's just wild. I mean, for for betting purposes, like you said, sports betting is widely becoming more available. There are more and more states that are legalizing it. You can get on a website and you can bet on different games and things of that nature. And, and, And it's always been one of those weird, like, speculations that you're like, all right, we'll put on your tinfoil hat, let's talk about how... Gambling is running all of our favorite sports, but I man, i I don't know what to make of this because you're right. Teams like the twins, I mean the twins were completely swept out of the playoffs. Now they were swept by the same type of team as them and the Yankees and that both teams just hit a gajillion home runs this year. But you're right, if they're going to change the essence of the game, the ball itself, How does a team prepare for that when they realize that their strength or their weakness isn't their strength or their weakness? I'm just all in a pretzel on this one, Doug.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I saw one uh, national writer say that if they were running the Twins, they'd be suing Major League Baseball because it clearly affected their playoffs after the entire regular season was played one way. You know, the the baseball started being different, and it really did. I mean, it may have cost them tens of millions of dollars. Uh, you know, let's, let's just say that the Twins won that series. Or, heck, they even got to host more games in that series, or whatever it worked out to be. Like, you know, it's... That's a lot of money. Just because either A, Major League Baseball did it on purpose, or B, they were just too incompetent to... Be able to control the quality of the baseball being made. But either way, that situation could have cost the Twins 50, 60, 70 million dollars if it cost them that series. Between ticket sales and merchandise sales and other things like, like that, that's real damage done to a specific team if you know they would have advanced versus not advanced. Like there's there's a lot of real amounts of money at play here. Uh, Not just for the nefarious reasons of gambling, just based on we didn't advance because of the equipment change that was not supposed to happen.
0: Vivid Seats is an awesome way to get your next seats to your next live event. Download the app and enter promo code POSTSEASON for a discount off of your next order. Plus, when you create a Vivid Seats account, you're automatically enrolled in their rewards program. It's free. You don't have to pay anything extra. They set aside a percentage of each purchase that you have, so you work your way up to free ticket purchases. That's free tickets on live sports, whether it be football, basketball, baseball. It doesn't even have to be pro. If you want to go to college, heck, if you want to venture out and check out some college hockey over at Miami University, that's awesome. Go do it. Vivid Seats has those tickets. Also, if you want to see a concert, stand-up, comedy, whatever you think of, Vivid Seats has tickets for you. In their app. Download the app and enter promo code POSTSEASON for a discount off of your next order. I vouch for Vivid Seats. I've used it many a times. It turns your phone into your ticket. And it's pretty solid too. Check out the Vivid Seats app and enter promo code POSTSEASON. I want to remind you about this deal we've got with Blue Chew. If you go to bluechew.com and enter promo code MLB, you'll get your first order for free. You just pay $5 in shipping. Blue Chew is a chewable form with the same active ingredient as Viagra or Cialis, so it'll give you that performance boost, and since it's a chewable, it'll give it to you faster. If you're looking to turn singles into doubles, check out Blue Chew. Chew it and do it go to BlueChew.com and enter promo code MLB to get your first order for free just pay 5 dollars in shipping bluechu you can skip the pharmacy skip the doctor's visit do it all online gets shipped to your door nice and easy like check out bluechu.com promo code MLB bluechu is the better Cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring the Lockdown Reds podcast today. Not to say the equipment in Major League Baseball is ran by peer pressure, but does this in any way have some kind of effect, or does the the whole three true outcomes thing, is this like them trying to say, no, we hate that idea, we're trying to get rid of that, let's make a ball that you can't hit a home run with?
1: I, I don't think so. One, I don't think that Major League Baseball is that smart. (laughs) <laughs> um, I, I do think that major league baseball does want to get away from the three true outcome thing. Um, uh, but I, I don't think that they would believe that this would be the way to do it. Um, mainly because they've been trying to talk about other ways of doing it. You know, they, they explored the idea of moving back to pitchers mountain. They were going to test that in the Atlantic league. And then they scrapped that idea right before it was about to start. Um, I think that they understand the idea that you've got three true outcomes right now because pitching is too good. You know, the the slap and dash doesn't work anymore because if you try that when a guy's throwing 97, it's just going to knock the bat out of your hands. Mm -hmm. Like, if you go back and watch, and there's games on YouTube, you can go back and watch them now, you know, from the 80s. Look at some of those swings guys are taking. You can take that swing when a guy's throwing 86. When you make that swing when a guy's throwing 97, it's literally going to knock the bat out of your hands right um and you you just can't play that brand of baseball with the way pitchers throw now and yes there's a lot more to pitching than just velocity but velocity really does matter um uh, and we're just at a, a point in the game right now where the pitching is too good to not swing hard at every pitch like you just you can't not do that because they're just it, it'll knock the bat out of your hands and with when you couple that with you know hey, they've got the data that you're going to hit the ball right here. And so they put a fielder there. You can't really try and just quote unquote guide it somewhere anymore either. You know, it, it's, and, and I think the baseball does understand that the problem is there's not really a good solution for it short of either moving the pitching mound back, which I don't think they'll do because that's going to lead to more pitching injuries than we've already got. Now guys have trained their entire lives to throw 60 feet, six inches, you know, breaking balls, they break at fifty nine feet. Like that's just it, it, we're trained to throw that way. Um, I mean, the only other option I can really think of is you know lowering the mound, and I, I don't think that would be as a as drastic a an injury kind of situation. But and you know, baseball's done it before. I I don't really know of any other way that would you know quote unquote help the hitters. Short of that, I I just I don't know what else baseball can do. I pitching is too good right now to get back to a more action type game, and and until hitters have some sort of advantage, you're gonna get that three true outcomes. It's it's unfortunate that if you don't like that brand of baseball, that that's where we're at. But you can't tell pitchers, hey, you can't throw 95 anymore.
0: Well, maybe we could put like a speed limit say okay first pitch you can throw up to 98 second pitch maybe 80 no i'm just kidding that, that'd be terrible but,
1: um, yeah, but but how would you even control that right like, like if you're if you're out there and you can throw 100 like how do you just be like okay well i have to dial it back but i want to dial it back only so much like it's just weird <laughs> right. i don't know
0: no and and, and i uh, that's a that was just me being silly, but at the same time, it's kind of like you mentioned that even if you lower the mound, you've still got defensive shifts, you've still got all of these metrics that show how to beat any given hitter that steps into the box. Really, the only way that the hitter can get an advantage, if he he just has to hit the ball over everyone's head and over the wall, but then if you're going to take that away from him, then... Baseball it's weird because we could make the argument that during the regular season, if you're playing with the juice ball like you have, and we we on, we obviously see the results of that, people hit a ton of home runs, and you'll love to see offense. So that means that Major League Baseball wants more offense. Well, but then the playoffs come, and we're we're gonna we're gonna take that away. We don't want to see offense. We want to see defense. What? I don't I don't even know how. And there's just so much out there, and and you did a really good job with the post on Red Leg Nation, and there's more out there to be had and be read that really we could talk a long time about, but kind of bringing it in to more of a Reds-centric theme. And obviously we don't have the playoffs to compare and see which Reds hitters did what in the regular season versus the playoffs, but this regular season, who benefited the most from the Reds because I know we've we've mentioned Iglesias we can look at guys that had some crazy power outbursts I mean you know you talk about Dietrich in the first half obviously we didn't see it later on throughout the season but which Reds hitters really stood out because of the juice baseball
1: well what I did to try and isolate just what the juice baseball would do was only looked at the home runs per fly ball rate for the Reds hitters um you know the juice baseball, I mean, it, sure, it helped a little bit on ground balls. They were probably hit a little bit harder. Um, but I, I think that you see the real difference when the ball gets in the air because we're talking about less air resistance. So it's making the ball travel a little bit further. Um, and so I looked at, you know, the rates from 2018 to 2019. Now, the average major leaguer saw an increase in their home run per fly ball rate of plus 2.6%. So it wasn't a huge difference. We're talking 2 to 3%. So, you know, over, you know, 300 fly balls, you're talking about, you know, six to nine baseballs. Um, now, granted, six to nine home runs in a season, that's, that's a decent, you know, improvement. Um, now, Eugenio Suarez saw the biggest, or not the biggest improvement, but he saw the highest rate of home run per fly ball on the Reds. But his rate was only up 6.1%. Now, that's better than major league average, but it wasn't a huge jump forward. Um, the guy that actually had the biggest improvement was somebody that surprised me. And I and maybe it's just because he was injured for part of the year, so I, he wasn't really on my mind because he didn't have that, you know, big, huge jump in home runs. But Jesse Winker watched his home run per fly ball rate jump up to 23.2%. It was only 8.9% last year. <laughs> wow. Now, we do know that Jesse Winker kind of had a shoulder thing going on. So, you know, it's interesting because, you know, we know that he was injured. But he still saw a big improvement. Now, was that all baseball? No, probably not, because again, you know, he was up 14%, where your average guy was up two to three percent. So, you know, that could have been maturity. Um, you know, Jesse still. I mean, he's not a super young guy, but he's still not at his quote-unquote prime years yet. He should still be getting better. Uh, you know, you mentioned Derek Dietrich. He was up 10.1%. Now, again, most of that came in the first half when he was just absolutely hitting every single baseball into rivers. Um, you know, now, Eversidi Sakino. Now he did not play in the major leagues last year, but looking at his rates in the minor leagues last year, it was 16.5%, which is actually really high, uh, given that he was playing with a quote unquote dead baseball. Cause he was in double A or uh, two years ago. Not that they played with the juice baseball in triple A last year, but uh, he was at 28.8%. So, I mean, that still isn't quite with Eugenio Suarez, but it's a pretty big jump up from where he was the previous year. Now, some guys didn't really show improvements at all. Both Philip Irvin and Jose Peraza actually had a negative rate compared to the previous year. Uh, Now for Jose Peraza, yeah, yeah, that's not incredibly surprising. He's not a guy that ever really had power to begin with, or at least home run power. Um, Philip Irvin was a little surprising to me. Like, I, I, I would have expected him to have seen an improvement. He's he's not a guy who's going to hit the ball, you know, 450 feet, but he's always had a little bit of pop in his bat. Um, but those are the only two guys that had a negative. Oh, I'm sorry. Take that back. Yasiel Puig also was negative. Um, hmm. But he still was above league average when it comes to actual home runs per fly balls. It just wasn't as good as it was the year before. Yeah. Um, Now, you know, Nick Sinzel and Joey Votto were both at, you know, plus 0.3%. So basically no difference whatsoever. Um, But, I mean, for the most part, a lot of the Reds saw better than league average improvements. Um, And so when we're talking specifically about the Reds, how the baseball plays next year for an offense that already sucked, if we're getting the dead baseball... We could see some real issues if the Reds don't go out and get some actual hitters um, given the likely decline we would see if they switched to baseballs.
0: Right. Man, and it just even thinking about too, like, especially with Aquino, since we only kind of had a small sample size in the majors of him this season, you wonder how sustainable. I mean, 28% is crazy. That's saying like one out of every three balls is leaving the yard that you hit in the air. And it's like, man, I'm with you. I think that there's got to at least be, maybe they don't make it public or something, but at least Major League Baseball teams need to understand what the ball is going to look like next year because it's going to drastically change how you form a team. And and especially with the Reds who are, you know, hashtag trying to get the hitting or trying to hashtag get the hitting. That's a long hashtag if I use the other way, but... um, what kind of hitting will they be getting? It's just, I, I'm i intrigued to see how this all plays out, and especially, I don't know that we'll ever get any sort of answer from Major League Baseball that makes any sort of sense, but it's, it's very intriguing, to say the least.
1: Yeah, I definitely don't expect Major League Baseball to be truthful or honest about what's going on, because they were told that the baseball was different two years ago, and they denied it, and then they, quote-unquote, ran their own test on it, and came back and said, no, it's the same baseball. And then just finally this summer, they're like, well, I guess the baseball was a little bit different, even though people had been telling them that with provable, verifiable evidence for two years. Uh, So I I really don't expect them to actually be upfront and honest about what's going on, short of maybe saying sometime in the distant future that, well, we— kind of tried to shore up our manufacturing process like i i really think that's going to be the most you're going to get from them because they've been very um how do i want to put this um liars about it
0: (laughs) yeah yeah well man i tell you what if you like i said if you guys have not already done so go over to red lake nation check out the article that Doug wrote about that. And then also look at the Baseball America ones and all that different stuff. It's very interesting stuff to look at as far as how the baseball is going. Because, I mean, honestly, what else would affect a baseball game more than changing the baseball?
1: Making robots play.
0: Well, okay, well, there's that. Anyway, on that (laughs) bombshell, thank you so much, Doug, for joining me today and talking about this. Uh, Hopefully we'll talk to you again soon.
1: Thanks for having me on, Jeff. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.